It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P-Jug, and Hob. Here are the players on episode 28. P-Jug, how you doing? Hey, doing great. P-Jug here. And P-Jug is really excited about our guest because the person that we're going to talk to in a little bit was just named and inducted into the Minnesota Broadcasting Hall of Fame, which we'll talk about a lot. Uh, and here's the thing that's really funny. Before P-Jug had even dated me, all she did was listen to a competing radio station. She didn't listen to the one I worked at, and she didn't have any idea who I even was. We'll cover that more here in a bit. Uh, and then somebody I did work with uh, for Hubbard Radio at KS95 would be Hobbs. There she was called Bangs, and on her birth certificate, she's called Tiffany. <laughs> just, you know, here's the thing. I'm just dodging the IRS at this point. Just as many times as I can get out there. On episode 27, we had a guy on that was also in the Hall of Fame and he's in his low 90s, and he's sharp as sharp could be. His name is Don Eggard. The best one was when he said that he wanted to interview Harry Truman, and they he couldn't get a press pass, so we got in his plane. He knows how to fly a plane, flies a plane to the airport where Truman's going to land, and then bypasses security, basically, and gets his interview. I'm like, that is amazing. 69-year radio career. Now, we have a rookie with us on that just got in the Hall of Fame. Her name is Pam Lundell. She hasn't been doing it that long, have you, Pam? <laughs> not yet, not yet, but uh, yeah. I've stopped at 30 plus. We'll just say 30 plus, okay? Yep. <laughs> I used to say a 20-year veteran, and then I thought, oh, that's, uh, not keeping up with that, so how about a 30? So 30 plus years. The amazing thing about it is my entire career has been right here in the Twin Cities. Every format you can think of, um, yeah, but, but right here. So of the formats that you've all worked, which one did you really like the most? Oh, well, I'll tell you. Well, first of all, where I'm at right now, and I'm not, I'm not kidding, is KTIS. And there's a story behind that, too, because um, John was married to John Lundell, um, Twin Cities um, traffic reporter and, and radio guy. And he passed away suddenly in 2005. All of a sudden, I was, I was on Christian radio. And I'll tell you about that coming up. But I would say my, my, my super favorite format was KLBB when I did the morning show with John. He passed away in 2005, so I think we did that for five years. And we played the Rat Pack and Ella Fitzgerald and Harry Connick Jr. and Michael Buble. And the best part was twice a year, we sold out trips all across the nation, leaf-peeping tours, as they call it. You know, in New England, we went to Washington, D.C. and San Francisco. I tell you what, those 75 and older, they can party. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And you know, that's what we thought we would do for the rest of our lives. It was just great. It was like a small town radio station in a big city and I just loved it. And some of the smaller cities around the Twin Cities, their radio stations are actually, you know, better in many ways than the city stations mm -hmm. because they're trying so hard to compete with, you know, big city signals that reach into their small town. And they might want to advance. They might want some program director from the Twin Cities to hear you in Mankato or hear you in wherever you are, uh, Brainerd. Uh, for me, I moved all over the country. I mean, in Nebraska, I got fired pretty much on up and down I-80 at all those stations. 
<laughs> right? A whole bunch of them. And then I ended up going further west out to Colorado, uh, worked there for eight years, just absolutely loved living oh. in Colorado, just loved it. Um, I was on a, uh, a top 40 station, and then I did a hip-hop station, eventually went to a country station, then uh, I had to move. But uh, then I went out to Nevada, worked on a softer AC, um, you know, something that was, you know, probably too mellow for my personality style on the air. I had a partner there. Her name was Judy. And Judy came from a show in San Diego called Jeff and Jer. And they were like the biggest, you know, radio guys on the West Coast at one time. Judy came in and worked with me. She was very religious. She was very, um, she was a single mom. She had a wonderful voice. Man, could that, she could do voiceovers and she sounded just tremendous. And we had a chemistry, but, you know, personality. I mean, I came from more of a rock and roll kind of a background and she came from, you know, something that was way more conservative, uh, but it worked and it ended up getting me hired in Texas and then finally in Minnesota. And, you know, now I'm, uh, they always used to joke about when I left KS95, where was I going to go? And, you know, as my age started to catch up, uh, they said, well, why don't you go to Florida and you can open a radio station for nursing homes. It'll be a nursing home network. K-N-U-R. K-N-U-R. <laughs> right? Oh, something to work on. Well, and that's the thing. You know, there have been stations over the years that had really odd call letters. How did KTIS uh, get their call letters. Do you have any idea? No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I got to tell you something, and that's one thing. It just kind of bugs me. Is I hate the word religious. It's, it's a not. it's a Christian radio station, and it's um, and it's relational because a lot of people who don't know about KTIS, you know, like oh, it's that religious college radio station. Yeah. No, we're like the number two radio station in the Twin Cities. Number three, always in the top five radio station in the Twin Cities, and. We like to call it a reaching station with the music, you know, because it is it's like KS95 and we have, you know, more more talk in the morning, but it's more music and jonking. And then Faith Radio, our AM sister station, of which we have we've got 22 radio stations now in the upper Midwest. Before I worked at KTIS, I just thought it was KTIS, but it's growing. It's really, really amazing and um, and, and a great place to work. And then the miracles started when I was a brand new widow. Um, and went on the air and people knew that John had died and widows started calling me and saying, you can do it. If you can get up with a smile on your face in the morning and do what you do, then I can do it. And um, from, from that came this um, foundation that I've been on. It was launched in 2009 with the help of these, I call them celebrity widows, including a friend of mine. I won't say her name, but her husband died in the 35W bridge collapse. And um, now it's called Widow, Widow Might, M-I-G-H-T. And it's really for new widows, first three, five years with resources and um, connect groups and, and things like that. It's It's been crazy. I never thought I would be involved with something like that, but it's great. And, you know, you have no idea how many people are listening when you're an on-air broadcast. You sit in a little room and it could be at your home. It could be anywhere. I mean, now you can broadcast from anywhere like we're doing today. Uh, we're all over the Twin Cities or whatever. When you go into that room, you're talking to each other, trying to figure out what people will consume as far as digital content, right? right. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, what are we going to talk about? And do we want to cover things that are going to bring everybody down? But they're really probably we're talking about like the mass shooting in St. Paul, uh-huh. I believe a weekend ago when there were 14 people shot. Moon, my um, my my stepson, my bonus son, Chris, lives in one of those luxury apartments in the sky, right above the the truck the, the truck stop place. Not that he would have been in harm's way, but he was not there that night. He had been at our house for dinner and stuff. But I mean, it's really close to home, and it's horrific. Well, I woke up to a text message from a friend of mine that lives across the street from Cassetta's Pizza, right there, mm-hmm. and there was crime scene tape everywhere. And I didn't even know what happened. All I did was I woke up to a text message of crime tape. So I flipped on startrib.com and there it was. And I'm like, going, okay, I was no longer working when the George Floyd stuff went on. And there were instructions to many shows not to even speak of it. Just we're going to play music and do what this station does. We're not a news station. But it was a national story that needed to be talked about. And there was no way to avoid it. And really, I don't know how long it's been, but people are going to talk about that day forever. Right. And, and at that point in time, I actually was in a hospital, uh, in a rehab center oh. during that whole thing. And I could see the smoke from uptown where they would just torched everything. Yeah. And a lot of my nurses would go to the rallies. They'd come back and they had bruises on their face. And I'd say, what was that? And they'd go, rubber bullets. <laughs> right? Oh, man. They were in the thick of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing about, you know, KTIS. And, and I was there, too. And um, we're it's family-friendly Christian radio. And so we've got a filter, you know, that goes through. Even in the morning when I do news, <laughs> it's – um. There are no rapes and stabbings. If there's something horrible, we do address, you know, we did address, of course, George Floyd. Um, but it's the tragedy. We don't get into the gory details and things like that because people know what it is, you know. Um, but our, our theme really is hope and unity. And and that's what people come to KTIS for. I've always pretty much grown up in the Twin Cities and we've very much had this notion that like Minneapolis is kind of the scary town and that's where all the bad stuff happens. And I mean, the shootings have been out of control in St. Paul. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I know for us, uh, you know, we live in Lakeville. So and I've always been kind of a suburban kind of guy. And you're thinking, well, out here in Lakeville, it's pretty safe, you know. And then I got robbed. And you know, oh, somebody no. broke into the house and you know, <gasps> took a bunch of stuff. And my son was actually, you know, coming home from school. He walked in on the guy. It could have been far worse. But, uh, boy, you know, I'm glad it turned out okay. They never did catch the guy, even though they had DNA and fingerprints. But, oh, my goodness. And, you know, you know, that was something that I didn't want to talk about on the air when I got back to work. Uh, although my company, you know, they were concerned about the other people that worked at the radio station because the person that robbed our place wrote a bunch of foul stuff on uh, my garage wall with spray paint. And, you know, we've had stalkers over the years. I mean... I remember when we used to work at the state fair and there was one guy that would always come up to our booth and the guy just looked scary. And, uh, eventually there was a restraining order put on him. And about the next summer before I went to the state fair, I was looking at the star trip or the pioneer press or whatever that's called twin cities.com. And there's a story about this guy and there's his picture and he stabbed somebody on the light rail. Right. Something. And, you know, I, I had, I worked, when I worked at Cities 97, um, KTCJ, actually, I was um, jazz 
I won a jazz DJ award or something at the Minnesota Music Awards when I was there, but it was in Butler Square and they had glass windows and KDWB was there um, eventually a little bit long, uh, a while later, but all of a sudden there was this weirdo guy. It was like, we were, you know, animals in a zoo, like standing out there just like staring and staring. And then um, this was even before cell phones and started calling the studio line and said, I love you, I'm going to kill you. And then I'm going to marry you. And just horrendous <laughs> things. I was like, that's a bad order. That's really not good. <laughs> and I wound up, the, the police got involved and we recorded the phone calls and they were able to trace him and find him in, in Richfield. But yeah, that's that's some spooky stuff. But I think, you know, what with, with all of this stuff we're talking about and the violence and what people want and it's it's heartening for me to hear that you say too even in secular radio we're not we're not big on politics we're not big on covid we're not big on police blotter stuff we're just you know offering hope and what people want to hear it's not whitewashing things by any means you know what i mean but um hey we always picture the little baby the little toddler in the seat in the back seat and that's that's kind of our uh what we zero in on when we're talking, you know, and stuff. So, so it's not, we're not hitting people over the head with the Bible. Um, it's, that's the music. The music is amazing. The music is wor worldwide. My last um, concert was several of our artists, including Toby Mac. And we were at Target Center February of 2020 with 16,000 people. It was so funny because we were running around taking pictures. We had this frame and then people um, would hand you their cameras to take their pictures. And then they want to take a picture with you. And I think I held, 15,000 snarly, snotty cameras that night. And that was right when we shut down for COVID. You know? oh, no. <laughs> so what are some of the bands that you play that are just crazy popular? Oh, for King and Country. Um, if you get a chance, um, P-Jug, I know you know who they are, correct? Yes. I'll get, you guys, I'll get you guys tickets to the Christmas show, okay, at Target Center. They're, they're coming back. They were on the Country Music Awards, and they ha they do a version of the Little Drummer Boy. I, this is at Christmas time, but they're they're worldwide. Um, and they've got huge drums on the stage, and they came out and did that. And Nashville had no idea what to do. They'd never seen anything that amazing. On their feet, screaming and hollering. So for King of Country, casting crowns, we've got Danny Gokey. His first wife had just died of cancer, and she said, I want you to continue doing this. I don't know if he won or not, but his career is phenomenal. He's remarried with kids. Matthew West, um, Sanctus Real, Mercy Me, what else? Oh, Natalie Grant, uh, Amy Grant. Christian Radio wasn't real nice to Amy Grant. Amy Grant's first husband was Gary Chapman. And then there was, you know, the whole Vince Gill thing. I get it. But they yeah. were not nice to her. You're right. I remember that. I remember going to a Christian retreat and that was when I was introduced to Amy Grant's music as a Christian artist. And then when she had a pop song, I was like, Oh, this is the same person. Huh? Okay. You know, I didn't, didn't equate the two for a while, but. You know, what's ironic too is, is Katy Perry. I can't yeah, remember. She's she started out as a Christian artist. Now we have a church right down the street. It's called Hosanna. Oh, I know Hosanna. I've spoken for the, uh, the, the ladies group there, about 500 people. I was scared to death. It's a massive church, <laughs> you know, and it started with a guy named Bill Boleyn. He was the minister there. That's back when I moved to the Twin Cities all those years ago. And, you know, eventually Pastor uh, Bill decided to retire, and then they had somebody else come in. People were so used to this guy's, you know, the way he handled the whole service, and they liked him so much that I think it's almost like getting a new TV weatherman. 
right? <laughs> it's like, you know, if you're used to watching Dave Dahl, who's this other person that's on or whatever? And then so uh, uh, P-Jug's daughters were very big at River Valley Church. That's right? my church, yeah, too. That's River your Valley. church. Yeah. In, in, uh, in Apple Valley? Uh, no, in uh, on the Crosstown. They have a Crosstown campus now, 494 in Crosstown. Well, yes. you'd be pleased to know that Pastor Rob lives one block from me. And I remember the first time we go to River Valley and he's there live because they've got campuses all over the place now. So a lot of the services are by video. And the first time we went there, I'm thinking he honest to God thinks he's Jimmy Fallon. P. Jug's daughter was at the Apple Valley campus and they told her there was going to be a VIP coming, but they didn't say who. And so she's a greeter at the church every Sunday and in walks Justin Bieber. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, going, whoa, because nobody told him the Bieber was coming. The and then and yeah. then later at the church, uh, Kirk Cousins was a speaker. And I mean, I'm telling you, people were crazy about him. Now he probably won the week before. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's yeah, so we, we, we could talk yeah. Vikings football a little bit. Are you a football girl or no? Oh, for the love. You know what? I make some great appetizers. I make a mean yeah. buffalo dip. I have no idea what's happening on the field. I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what football is. I don't get it. I don't know the rules, but I've got jerseys. So let's learn a little bit about Pam the person. How about that? Oh, okay. Because I know P. Jug had all kinds of questions she wanted to ask. Yeah, just wondering if you have children. Um what do you do in your spare time? Um, it's a it's a Christmas miracle. I never had children, and I have three grandchildren. <laughs> um, Explain. Yeah. Well, when I married, I, I did I did not I have not, don't have children of my own. But you know, I mean, that's that's a slippery slope too because I raised John's two kids um, when they were little, uh, James and Jenny. Um, then John passed away, and. Uh, mom wasn't too involved and stuff like that. So I got to be, um, you know, mom and grandmother. There's three grandkids that are now, good God, 17, 12, and um, nine years old. And I have to tell you, um, P-Jack, the, um, about a week ago, I found in our files a phone call. I'm so glad I didn't answer it. It was Amira on her first day of kindergarten. The one is a senior now going, Grandma, how are you? It's me. You know who I am. I had a great day at kindergarten. We had two lunches, had a nap. That went really well. <laughs> and she's like, call me. And I have that from 17 years ago. I mean, it's oh, so cool. I'm so glad I didn't answer that phone, that phone call. But yeah, so we live in Minnetonka. Um, Tim, oh, Tim, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got remarried. Um, and Tim has two sons. So I call it the BF, um, BF, Big Fat Blended Family, because the door is just flopping open. And okay. we've got an engagement coming up and hopefully, you know, more grandkids in the future. But I love it when I go out. It hasn't happened lately, but I'll be with one of the grandkids and people assume I'm their mother. So let's just hope okay. it continues. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, we're, we're in a gourmet club. We've got a close circle of friends out here and pandemic kind of waylaid us and stuff, but love to eat. We're always trying new restaurants. And um, I keep thinking I used to draw and stuff, but I come home, take a quick nap. And then I come down here to the studio and I've got, 10 scripts that I've got to record. So I'm like, that's my hobby. I mean, that's what I, what I do with my time. You've been at it for a while and you've got some established uh, uh -huh. accounts and stuff. And mm -hmm. if we were going to hear one of your clients, who should we listen for? 
I'll put you on hold for a long time at the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I hear about the most. A lot of them are industrials and, and phone menus and things like that. Um, Visa just got a yearly client. I'm kind of like the Oscar lady for the Urban Land Institute Awards in New York City. So it's like, tonight, we're happy to welcome you to the Urban Land Institute Awards in New York City. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's always, that's always really fun. Um, Polaris, Dental, oh, Securian. They're very, very good to me. Um, insurance things and stuff. So, you know, I told Moon, you and I were talking um, earlier too. Yeah, I mean, 30 plus years of radio here in the Twin Cities and all mornings. I think I had maybe a one or two year respite where I did middays on a smooth jazz station. But I mean, there are more times when I used to have to be on the air at 5 a.m. At 5 a.m. But did I, I want to tell you about my, um, my job at KRFO, which was like my first radio station uh, that I worked at. Um, Denny Long at WCCO. I, I walked into CCO when I was in college at the University of Minnesota. And I said, I want to work here. So I worked in the accounting department and then learned radio, Boone and, Eric, and, Boone and Erickson and Joyce Lamont and that whole bunch. And then... Um, Denny Long put me in connection with KRFO in Owatonna. So I drive from Minneapolis to Owatonna on the weekends, un unwrap the Casey Kasem album and do Casey Kasem Top 40 for an hour. And then um, I did an hour of polka music. And then drive back to Minneapolis. And then I was a copywriter there. I think I worked full time for like maybe a summer or something, but then right back here to the Twin Cities. But <laughs> that was hilarious. We had a polka show on one of my radio stations in Nebraska, and there was a guy that sold mobile homes, and his name was Ray Stela, and it was the Ray Stela Polka Hour, and he would always have a guy on called Frankie Yankovic, which yeah. I believe yeah. was a direct descendant of Weird Al. One of the things that we had a lot of fun with is many times our best stuff came from mistakes and how we recovered and try to dig our, you know, dug our way out. P. always says, you talk like a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> I always say yep. gunu instead of going to. Well, I was going to. Well, I was gunu. 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 And she's like, don't say that. And I say the word vehicles when it's supposed to be, I guess, vehicles. Right. Yeah. Right. And and then uh, you know I will uh, be listening to the news with P Jug on you know Care Eleven, CCO, uh, Five Eyewitness News, whatever, and they will say things like there were forty mile an hour winds, not per hour, forty mile an hour winds, and she goes, "That's redneck." I go, "They say it on the news. It's got to be right." <laughs> mile an hour yep <laughs> oh, two, two of my i mean I, I had such a great thread on my facebook page with this it went on for days about if I, I was listening to radio and i heard someone say jewelry again it, the, it's, it's the word jewel j-e-w-e-l-r-y it's jewelry it's not jewelry um yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> um, and what was what was the other one? Oh, oh, and and when you sell homes you're 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 a realtor not a realtor. There's not three syllables in it. Right. Um, yeah. All these people are just going, yeah, and then this, and then this, and, you know, going on and on and on. But, um, yeah, I think we need to um, maybe send people back to grammar class or something. I am the grammar police. I am, too. I love hearing about that. 
what is your plan for going forward? Like if you had a five-year plan, what do you see yourself doing? I'm that is so hilarious because for some reason I look at my license and look at my age and go, how'd that happen? (laughs) My sister retired last year. Um, My husband is talking about Florida. We can work on that network together, Moon. (laughs) Um, But I know you know that once you're in radio um, or anything, it's in your blood, you know, all all the time. So I don't, I hate the word retirement. You know, I think I'll always be doing something. I'm actually for the um, Northwestern Radio Network that is um, University of Northwestern owns KTIS. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on a podcast that, that they'd like me to do for, for widows and I'm happy to do that. Um, so I can see, you know, a, the podcast continuing to do voice work. Um, and I'm sure I could pick up some voice tracking or even stay with KTIS in a, in a limited way, but not get up at four 30 in the morning anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. It's crazy stuff, but it's really great because we have, you know, just such great listeners. Like, you know, Moon, I know you do at KS 95 when people actually get to meet you, they, they pa- practically pass out, you know, and, and I was at a subway store once ordering a sam- sandwich and this woman in front of me went, Pamela Dell, Pamela Dell. And she just tackled me, you know, and this guy behind us went, Oh, you must be good friends that haven't seen each other for a while. And I'm like, no, we just met, you know. <laughs> but then they that's cool, you know, that that's wonderful and it happens a lot. But what happens then is they tell you the story of how KTIS has made a difference in their life. That doesn't happen with most stations. We made a lot of difference in people's lives because of our charitable work with the Children's Cancer Research Fund, Gillette's Children's Specialty Healthcare. Oh, uh, I did can do canines for service animals. You know, mm-hmm. we did a lot of different charity things. The MS Society was one of my big things. I, I remember I got to speak at the state capitol for the MS Society. And oh, cool. it was so cool. I mean, what they were trying to do was, and I loved what their idea was, it never came to fruition. But they wanted to put a place on uh, voting ballots where you could actually make a donation to a charity like the MS Society or whatever, so they could check a box and then make a donation. And so I had to go and speak to all these legislators. And one of them, I'm not going to say his name, but he's still, you know, working, has MS. And so he and I got to know each other a little bit. Doing the charity work was a lot of fun. What wasn't fun was some of the hours, like for our Race for the Cure team, I had to be on Mother's Day at 5 a.m. at the radio stage. Once a year. Once a year, Moon. <laughs> Once a year. He. Oh, my goodness. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, yeah kind of. And then he got a speeding yeah. ticket, right? Yes, he did. Before KTIS. I've been there 16 years now. 16 wow. years. Um, it's totally listener-funded Christian radio. Did you see where First Avenue is going to be involved in an outdoor venue in downtown Minneapolis? I believe it's on the river, and this is going to be a big deal. Oh, cool. And that'll be a 10,000-seater. And I always tried to get my bosses at Hubbard to do an outside concert venue because if uh, at that time Mystic Lake did not have outdoor seating, Treasure Island did not have outdoor seating, uh, you know, there's very few places you could go to see a an outdoor show 
we went to one and I'd never been there before. It's in Hastings and it's right on the river. Right. And yeah. it's just a, a, a stage, if you will. Mm-hmm. And we went out there to see the band Chicago. They had 14 players on in the band, oh, right? Cool. The, the stage was massive and the sound sounded like, you know, perfect. And it was outside at night. Very few mosquitoes. It was nearly perfect. Perfect. Except I think I had to park in Red Wing. There was no parking at all in Hastings anywhere. There were people parking on the lawns. It was crazy, but it was a good night. And now they're going to have this downtown outdoor seating. And by the way, when are we going to have a show at Allianz Field? That's what I think would be cool. That's a really, really good idea. I I love that. I don't know. I, who I, I crossed um, off my my bucket list a couple of years ago. Uh, my husband surprised me with tickets to um, Treasure Islands. It was outdoor. Carlos Santana. I remember when he teamed with Rob Thomas on Smooth, mm-hmm. and what a great song! I mean, Carlos Santana can just crush a guitar. And Michelle Branch, remember that one? Oh um, yeah. Oh, I loved both of those. Yeah. yeah. She oh. used to come into the show when and she had her you know couple of hits. And one of the things that we used to do on the show was moon blows the hits and I would have a kazoo and I would play a hook of a song and you had to try to guess what it was. Right. Oh my. And it was just, it was just <laughs> another. Kazoo. Yeah. Oh, please. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and so anyway, when, when stars would come in to promote their records, like Michelle branch, Colby Calais, some of those folks, we would have them play their song on the kazoo for us and then they would sign the kazoo which we would auction off at ks95 for kids but here's an additional uh kazoo story because everybody should learn the kazoo all right uh i was a big kazoo fan and i was working at a station in um denver at that time we took a hundred and some listeners to mardi gras in new orleans and it was fat tuesday I'd never seen so many people all in one place. I don't think I've ever smelled anything like I, what Quite I was smelling. Like that. <laughs> no, it was just putrid. And I remember having too many hurricanes, which is a drink that has like six shots of alcohol in it. I was on a paddle boat, uh, one of the big paddle boats. And I went to the gift shop and I saw they had kazoos. And I said, I want one kazoo for everybody on board and the kazoos were like two bucks a piece and i bought 350 of them did you get reimbursed (laughs) no No. i just walked around and handed out kazoos to everybody on the ship and and the next day i felt horrible i have to tell you one of the highlights i think of when i think back you know on, on my career i worked at um classic country 104 with Tim mm-hmm. Russell from CCO, and I was Pam Reed. So it was Tim Russell and Pam Reed. I always expect the unexpected. Um, and Northwest Airlines, it wasn't um, Delta yet, but uh, the guy who, manager of events or something, loved our station, loved our show. So we had a contest to win a trip to Japan with Charlie Daniels and the mm. Bellamy Brothers. Oh. And we had a contest. Oh, my gosh, you're going to you'll love this one. We had people qualify. Then we got all the qualifiers on our hot, steamy summer afternoon on the tarmac at the airport on a Northwest plane, gave them a bad airline sandwich, 
<laughs> handed out CDs and then did a drawing. And one couple won the trip to Japan. The rest of them were not very happy. <laughs> oh, but I got to go to Japan with Charlie Daniels and the Bellamy brothers. Wow. It was October of 1996, I think it was. And someone told me, oh, it's kind of be like fall in Minnesota. So, you know, bring like, you know, jeans and things with you. It was hotter than Hades. <laughs> I can't walk into a Japanese store and buy something off the rack. I'm like sumo sized. I mean, it, it, seriously, for the women out there, oh my God, it was so hot. And it was so surreal because all these amazing Japanese people were dressed like cowboys. And I, it was, it was, it was stunning. And it was right before cell phones too, because we had an engineer come with all this equipment. And they're like, what are you doing now? They, they gave me a cell phone and I, I called Tim Russell. I said, I want a freaking phone. <laughs> and I did my reports on a phone. It was like so crazy. But um, then I got um, an old autographed um, fiddle from Charlie Daniels and he signed it for me. I remember and, Let Your Love Flow when that song was huge by the Bellamy Brothers. I love them now. And I got to meet Ralph Bellamy. Yeah. And uh, it was backstage at a show or whatever. And I think they were playing with Glenn Campbell. And this was crazy. Glenn Campbell came out on stage and I was in the front row with a bunch of listeners. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, did he spill something before he came on stage? Because uh -oh. his pants looked like they were wet. Oh. And then all of a sudden that wetness circle started to expand. Oh my. Right? <laughs> and Glenn was peeing himself on stage, right? And then you know, it came out. They said that it was because he had a really bad kidney infection and he tried to fight through it. Oh, I saw his last performance. I was visiting a friend in San Diego. She got tickets to the Ellen show. Ellen Pompeo was on those two little girls in their tutus. It was their first appearance. And then um, Glenn Campbell, who was his, his kids were in the band. His daughter was there and it was last performance. And um, it was breast cancer. It was October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So when we left, they said, you all get a Cuisinart blender and a Glenn Campbell CD. So I thought, okay, they're going to give me, you know, a little card. I can go home and get my Cuisinart blender. Oh, no, they hand you a box, <laughs> a blender for breast cancer awareness. And here's your CD. And we all got one. My husband got one. My friend got one. Her husband. That was so funny. But yeah. wow, that was his last performance. We had Ellen on our show one time in all those years. We always tried to get her on. But we couldn't. But yeah, when she was on, we tried to get her to teach me how to tell jokes. I was not very good at it. And she was so good. And I don't know if you've seen her stand up special, the latest one. It's oh. super good. Yeah. And she just is so good. Do you remember the rib tickler um, um, around the corner um, downtown, but from the Monte Carlo? There was a rib restaurant and then the comedy place downstairs. Um, before the North Loop got all built up. It was called the Rib Tickler. Um, and she came through there and I went to an after party and she was there and I met her. It's before all of this happened, before it all blew, you know, blew up and everything. And it was quite amazing. But um, I had to introduce, it was for some station, um, introduce the night our station sponsored this comedy night at the Rib Tickler. So they're like, go on. So I'm like, hi, welcome. And, and we've got this going on and so glad to be here. We've got so-and-so coming up and enjoy your evening. And I turned around and the first comedian looks at me and he goes, not much fluff to your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know I was 
supposed to be a comedian. Right. <laughs> if you wanted to get back up on stage, they would have, I, I do stand up. And so that's funny. Yeah. So that's funny because you would like maybe uh, Patrick Strait's book about, we interviewed him on the podcast about um, the Minneapolis comedy scene. And how oh, it yeah. started out with, yeah, with uh, Louie Anderson and Bill Bauer and uh, Glenn, or and uh, Alex Cole and, and Scott Hansen, who just passed. And yeah, yeah. my girlfriend uh, and I, we, we were just out on the town with some friends and we went to a Scott Hansen show and we got asked to leave because we were laughing too loud. <laughs> <laughs> no. Really? I wouldn't have asked you to leave. I, <laughs> I will buy them more drinks. So are you watching anything fun on Netflix or otherwise? Okay. So, I mean, not to be boring, but from the beginning, I am a Grey's Anatomy fan. I love Grey's Anatomy and I am still there. I really am. Um, I have to tell you, I used to be a Walking Dead fan, but it, I, they jumped the shark a long, long time ago. Um, but I love the psychology of it. Like what happens to our world? And we're kind of getting a taste of it, you know, a little bit when you're faced with, you know, a pandemic and just how, how human nature is and how people react, you know, and stuff like that. Um, trying to give squid game a look. I just saw my first episode last night. It's brutal. It is brutal. It, it is. And, and I think we've, we've seen two and I'm like, Oh, I don't know. But the, I love the, I love the discussion about translation because I, I, because of radio, I'm going deaf and moon, you got to know what that's like too, a little bit, right. With these headphones on your head, all the time. And um, so I always have closed captioning on. That's for people who can't hear because my husband's tired of me rewinding <laughs> you know, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but they say you should have the translation. They should be speaking in Korean and then you should have the translation on, not the closed caption because we're missing out on something if you just do the closed caption. Ted Lasso, Apple TV, you got to watch it. This is a show that when you're through watching each episode, you feel better. Instead of worse. I mean, it's just uh, a likable main character. Jason Sudeikis is great. I blew through that. Uh, P. Jug wanted me to try you know, Squid Games. Oh, my God. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I'm still working on Vikings, which had 90 episodes. Yeah, and that's, um, that's, that, that jumped the shark, too. It's like, okay, there's like there's like 5,000 episodes. It just. And then we like only murders in the building. That's good. Yes, that's a good oh, one. I've never heard of that one. Um, yeah. You know what? And I love, I mean, I will start at the beginning and watch it again as Curb Your Enthusiasm. Although when you go back to some of those early episodes, some of it's kind of cringy. I went, oh, during the pandemic, I went back and watched season one of Larry Sanders. And oh. wow, there is a lot of anti-Semitic humor in the beginning. I did not. It's, it's, I it's like, cringy anyway, but then it's yeah. like, uh-oh, that wouldn't fly now, would it? <laughs> no, no. Well, and it really probably shouldn't have flown then, but, you know, like, <laughs> some of it just really, you you know, yeah, I, yeah, I realize where my generation's all messed up because it's like, man. <laughs> what else are we going to watch? We want to watch the morning show. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah, uh, and we did like I said, we don't have Apple TV. We have everything. We don't have Apple TV Plus. Yeah, we just got that just recently. I know that I have YouTube TV, and I can share with my family up to six accounts. And I had never really shared any of my accounts, uh, but I did. I gave it out, and then now I'm getting kicked off my own TV by it says there's too many people using your account. <laughs> 
And I'm like saying, well, wait a minute. I only gave it to two people in my family. What, how many people did they give it to? That's hilarious. Let's see here. I have here. to tell you what, what, one more thing. Yes. Um, first of all, congratulations to you, Moon, for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And when we learned about it in February of 2020, and then the ceremony got rescheduled like three times, we finally, finally were able to do it. I got a card from a, a friend. She's like, congratulations on being induced into the broadcast <laughs> <Hall of> Fame. <laughs> <laughs> <Watch> a boy. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> and the night went so well. I mean, it was so much fun. Actually, soon I'm going to post on uh, you know Facebook and probably MoonPJugandHobs.com uh, the video of the entire evening because jason matheson from my talk was the host did yeah. a killer job on it mm -hmm. he always does he's very talented that's why he has okay. his own tv yeah. show right <laughs> he's doing something right uh and then everybody got a chance to share a little warm-up video and our stories and it was really a nice night and uh we have to get randy shaver on now that we've had mr eggert on and we've had pam on now we've got to get randy shaver on that's so, right when I reached out, he can only do weekends because he's kind of on the air at five o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so we're going to get him on. We're going to have to do a weekend. If I have to go way out of my way and work one Saturday for one hour, I can do it. <laughs> he'll talk about it for years, Pam. Just he's like you did on Mother's Day, right? He's still <laughs> on Mother's Day from three years ago. Pam Lundell, it was so nice to meet you at the event. It was so great to have you on Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. Uh, this is episode 28. We're going to try to get Randy Shaver on next week. Uh, anybody have something they want to plug like Hobbs? You doing any stand up? I am. I'm going to be in North branch on October 23rd doing stand up with Ali Sultan, who we who had really on the good. podcast before. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm spacing on the name of the, uh, well, if you follow me on social media, it's on my Facebook page and all that stuff. And cool. then I will be, volunteering uh at the end of the month for the twin cities film festival so you guys should swing down and oh, that's uh, great films um oh and i've got um november 13th i'm going to be hosting the widow mite novembering um luncheon we get about you know 300 400 um widows that come and we have a, a guest speaker um we always bring a picture of her husband and it's just it's just to the cornerstone of Widowmite is to live, heal, grow, and thrive. So it's really an uplifting event. It's not, we don't sit around and cry and everything, but it's, it's, it's a cool event. And you go to widowmite.org, M-I-G-H-T, if you know someone who's recently lost their husband or something. No, we don't want to see you at any Widowmite functions, okay? <laughs> no. If you do, that'll be the end of Mood, P. Jug and Hobbs. <laughs> it's time to end the podcast. It's time to shut off the mics. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. You need to share this podcast with friends in cars or bikes. It's time to end the podcast and get a thousand likes. Why do you always listen? I guess we'll never know. A fat guy in a wheelchair. What the does he know it's time to end the podcast it's time to get some likes go to your computer type it in and you're gonna win we are out of lyrics in boopy jug and home
Dobbs. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. <laughs>